You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast, where we talk to Sean Kaisler. Sean is one of the people behind the Ultra Series events. These are trail running events all around Australia where you get to test just what you're made of over very, very long distances. Sean is very, very passionate about bringing these kind of events to people here in Australia. Uh, And I'd be very surprised if you don't run out and sign up for an ultra after listening to this podcast. Enjoy. Today on Fit Mind Fit Body, I am excited to bring to you Sean Kaisler, all the way from Western Australia. Now, I didn't know anything about Sean, except that people on my podcast had been mentioning his name a lot over the last maybe six months or so when we've been talking about these backyard ultras and things. So, I've annoyed him a lot and he's agreed to come on. So welcome, John. Thanks very much for having us. It's quite the honour. I know you've been super busy with all the races and things and we'll get into that shortly and you can tell people more about them. We, I have tried to dig into it a bit because I had no idea what they meant, what, you know, what was involved in a backyard ultra. Uh, so I needed to ask a lot of questions to all of the people that I talked to who have been entering your races and so we did dig into it a little bit but it's going to be really interesting to hear it from your perspective you know somebody who organizes these events so but before we do let's get into you so what's your story where do you come from where did you grow up uh i grew up in south australia uh on a country farm um in the riverland in a place called loxton um yeah and spent i guess the first 17 17 and a half years of my life there um, tried to go to boarding school in Adelaide and and that didn't really work for me. I got pretty homesick. I couldn't really make a lot of mates or a lot of friends up in the city and the city life, like just stuck in coming from a massive 5,000 acre farm with, you know, a, a big bedroom and big farmhouse and living in a dormitory with about five square metres to myself just wasn't wasn't my ideal studying and life education choices so um yeah i headed back to the farm um and yeah spent the last couple of years in high school there and got into uni in adelaide but um that wasn't really for me either um i didn't actually end up going to uni i I just went straight into a bit of extra study for hospitality and then moved to alice springs so oh wow um, (laughs) spent a few years in alice yeah, went travelling around Australia a bit with my, my girlfriend at the time then and um, had, I think, 56 cents left in our bank account by the time we got up to Port Stephens, just north of Newcastle, and went, right. what are we going to do for here? We were trying to get up to Cairns to, to move to Cairns, um, but we'd just run out of money, and so we ended up um, moving over to, over to Perth where her, um, her mum lived and and grew up over here and and had five kids and um yeah then went went different different paths in life in the end several years back and yeah then i kind of got into running around those sort of times of of um the 
kids, kids um, you know, growing up. And, uh, yeah, it's just led me to a path which I never knew I was going to be walking so, you know, a handful of years ago. So back when you were at school, did you do much sport then? Was that a big part of oh, your Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, de- I was definitely, well, I say long distance running back then, but it was like 800 metres and 1,500 yeah. metres. So, Felt like a long um, <laughs> Five and ten k and a bit of cross country and stuff then as well. So and I was pretty decent at it then. So I still had some high school records up until I think two years ago. So, okay. But, um, yeah, it was something I probably never, if I'm honest, I didn't take very seriously. I didn't really train too much, which is still my problem in running now. Um, just going and kind of wing it. Um, so I probably could have been a bit better than I. Would have yeah. been, but never world class or anything. But um, certainly, uh, certainly respectable at the time. Yeah. And do you remember enjoying it? Like, was it a thing that you went, "Oh, yeah, this is good." Oh, you know how some kids, loved. it's like they don't want to do it. But was it something you were looking forward nah, to? Yeah, I loved it. Um, it was probably, in in hindsight, I wish I'd almost known ultra running back then, um, okay. because. You know, 800 metres and 1,500 metres is lots of training for something that happens very quickly and is over. Um, whereas, you know, one thing I've, I love now in running is the switch off, the, you know, the escape, um, the, the time to time to turn off work, to turn off life and, and just, you know, be at one with, with my mind and, and with the, the environment that I'm in. So um, I guess maybe that's one thing that... Um, I probably would have liked to have been a bit wiser about in life. So my mind is, um, as much as it's my biggest asset, it's it's also probably my biggest amount of maintenance as well, um, and it always needs to keep pretty busy. So, um, you know, longer stuff is is great for me mentally. So You can just kind of switch off or, or on, depending on, on what it is your, your brain's doing. Uh, oh, oh, some of my best ideas in life have definitely come to me out in the trails. So why in many ways you wish that you had tapped into the longer running because of the benefit that you now find as an adult with with the distance running for your mental health just being yeah well I guess, I guess there's um you know probably even back there there was just nowhere near as much research or knowledge um into you know mental awareness and mental health and and you know, I, I guess ultra running and certainly trail running were nowhere near as as big as what they are these days. So, um, you know, I'd be interested to see this, the current statistics, but I know in the last couple of years that trail running was the fastest growing participant sport in the world. Um, wow. So, you know, I, I know ultra running, ultra marathons fit under a slightly different category, but it's certainly all, all in the same part. And I, and I think there's just that realisation at how, amazing um you know running can be um you know look don't get me wrong some people are always going to hate it because it's just not their bag so um but you know for me and and obviously for so many of my mates around me because that's who I surround myself in um it is just you know running is so amazing for the mind um and look that's I won't say it saved me but it, it was certainly what gave me a much greater purpose in life and yeah. and um you know like I alluded to before when when I had um well when I had the five kids and and um you know I was always been a workaholic I've always always 
done as much as I can and and always wanted to keep busy and um, you know and I really always had to I had seven hours to feed so always wanted to provide so I, I did work hard and it was it was certainly to the detriment of, of me being a dad and and um, you know relationship wise with my first wife um, you know that certainly distanced us because I was always always working and we just grew apart and and um, and I guess one one part of me trying to find who I was is, is when I started getting into the longer distance or, or into running. You know, I started mm. with five k and then and then grew up from there. And that was probably late two thousands, I suppose. Okay. And how old um, were you then? Sure, was where I was uh, probably thirty ish. Okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I think I ran my first marathon maybe at thirty or thirty two, thirty one, somewhere around there. I don't really yeah. keep track of it, but. Um, but just been out in the trails and, um, you know, spending a few hours switching off from, from other stuff was in, you know, in, in, I can definitely say now was the, one of the greatest, um, decisions I've, I've ever made in life because it is, it has led to, you know, it's had such a domino effect, you know, even now a dozen years later or 15 years later, potentially it's, it's still having such a domino effect on how my life has evolved around running now and and um you know i'm really grateful that i did wake up to myself and realize that i needed to um needed to invest a little bit in my in my own self um preservation i suppose and and that was through running so so what kind of work were you doing like in that um burnout period that, bit? um i was Probably as a, um, I think I would have been a retail manager at Harvey Norman. Yeah. So I know I did that for for a few years at a few of the stores over here in Perth. Um, mm-hmm. They used to run the electrical department. Um, yeah, it would have been about then. Then I went into um, selling cars for Toyota, yeah. new car. Um, I was always always in the retail and retail. sales background a bit as well as a bit of hospitality, and then. And then actually, we started from scratch a construction um, company. So, oh, wow. uh, did that in early twenty, oh, I think about 2011, 2012, mm-hmm. 2011. And that we made, we were more hardscaping and landscaping, but we eventually just um, um, digressed. I think is the right word down to concreting, and we had mm-hmm. um, a, a really we got um, voted as Perth's best concreters in about twenty fifteen or sixteen. Wow. And yeah, we, we grew that in like three years to something pretty amazing. We had a couple of trucks and a couple of teams working for us and and that was awesome. Um, and then um, oh, somewhere in that period, I'd also gone and been part of Costa Cozzi as a crew yep. and, um, and just fell in love with the culture that was behind such a niche long distance event and thought we could bring something like that to WA and set the wheels in motion and then... Yeah, it was supposed to just be a hobby and put a few events on over here and it's just grown into a behemoth that is, yeah, certainly just life and then some on top of that with interest, I think. So do you still do, like for those, I guess I alluded to it in the beginning, that you are the event organiser and owner, I assume, of of a couple of um, ultra trail running type of events, which we can get to shortly. Um, yep. But do you still do other work now or are the events uh, your main thing? 
well, it's all based around trail running now. So we have um, obviously ultra series. So we have 15 events around the country. Mm-hmm. And so my best mate and best man from my wedding, Wayno, um, we're partners in uh, the Tribe and Trail trail running store over here in Perth. Okay. So, um, so that's what, actually where our office is for Ultra Series. We run out of run out of a, an office in the same building, and um, but I'm more a silent partner with that. Wano runs that runs that full time. Um, do then, you sell online as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We're online, and then also, we started online just out of my home office um, a few years back when. Um, um, we just we're trying to get like trying to move merchandise with the proper system through um, through Ultra Series, and then um, because there was no trail running stores here in Perth, we you know people were saying, "Oh, can you get this brand? And can you get this? Can you get that?" So it just kind of grew from there, and then yeah, and then again it just grew into something a lot bigger than we were expecting, and and um, yeah, we're now a, now a shop front and and heaps of online stuff as well. So we're still. In the growing phase, you know, we're only been in the shop for maybe eighteen months. Oh no, not even. Oh no, actually, no. I think it might have might have even been two years. I'm not. I'm not sure. I get a bit lost in all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, we're 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 growing pretty well, and and look forward to being here in that capacity for many many years. And then I'm also um, with another great mate um, partners in a new venture that we're about to launch called Run Bus Australia. And that is a massive coach. Um, so it was an old um, uh, Trans WA coach, which was like a rural coach, like a big 48-seater coach, which we've completely stripped out and then refitted again. And we've got 24 coach seats in there and about 23 beds. Um, so, And we're going travelling all around the country um, doing trail running tours for anywhere between kind of four days and, and I guess two weeks. So with all sort of international guests coming from overseas, some local, um, so some Australian elite runners coming to host some of the events and um, and then, you know, just generic, just trail running um, tours with mates. Um, yeah, camping cool. at, at Caravan, showers and whatnot. But it's it, it's a really cool venture that's, um, yeah, that'll, that'll be, um, we're doing our first tours in the middle of the year. Um, and it'll be based, like, you know, we'll do state-based tours. We're starting in Perth and then it's heading over the over the Nullarbor to, to SA and then they're moving on from there. So, um, and that's just um, something a little bit left to centre. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we think will be really, really cool. So, that's, well, so yes, trail running certainly nestled its way well and truly in everything I do. So you don't do concreting anymore? Uh No. No, <laughs> uh, sadly, not have any time for that at all. So we ended up just um, just pulling back on that as the events um, side of things just grew. Yeah. Um, and then there was a point where it just grew exponentially, and and I just just walked, excuse me, just walked away from the um, from the concreting, and because um, I had a, another mate that could take on all the work, and so I just handled it all to him, and and we just focused on ultra series and. Haven't looked back since, even during a pandemic. So. I, I, I do feel like um, it, because I've been uh, an entrepreneur myself, you know, I, we touched on that, talked a little bit earlier to you offline uh, for a very long time. And I'm always looking for and interested in other people's stories in this space because it's what do you think for you has 
helped you know what appears on the surface now that you've had quite a bit of success no matter what industry you're in whether it was you know the concreting um sort of stuff that you're talking about at that business and now you're sort of rolled into this event space where and you you're not just being static either you're obviously developing lots of interesting things off you know the the core of running um what do you think is has been that the spark of something that you've been able to to do that like a lot of people their their lives are littered with or especially entrepreneurship it's littered with lots of things that haven't worked as well as things that worked of course if they're still being entrepreneurial but yeah yeah look there's definitely things that haven't worked for us you know there's certainly lots of events that we've tried um and look there's even many events that have been incredibly successful but they've just been um a little bit too much more than we can handle a lot there's there's um one event here in perth called the omfg um festival which we run for um on my feet group which is a, a homeless chat or a charity supporting homeless and and at need people here getting you know back on their feet through running um and so we, we've set that up and and you know financially it was a great great event um and but we realized it was set in the start of january January and we're trying to now create a bit of a 12-week block there that we couldn't do it. So we've we've actually handballed it to Beyond My Feet group to run now. So instead of us just raising part funds, they're yeah. now going to, you know, make 100% um, uh, of volume from the event out of it, so obviously after expenses. Yeah. But, um, you know, that can be a, a really great annual fundraiser for them now. And, they, and, you know, they've got lots of the right people behind them too to make it happen. So... But I guess, um, look, everything I've always taken on, I've wanted to be the best that I can at it, which Mm -hmm. is kind of a little bit of a contradiction in myself because I never dedicate enough time uh, Mm -hmm. or or of myself to that thing. Like in my running, I could be a lot better runner than what um, I am um, if I trained or, or dedicated and put time and energy to it. But I guess there's a there's a point. Um, which isn't really defined, but there's a point where you go, well, I want to enjoy what I'm doing as well. So, you know, if if I put too much of something into it, it becomes unenjoyable and then, you know, I might get better results, but it's not going to be sustainable. Where, whereas I'm, I'm, I like trying to find a medium where it's successful enough to survive um, and then, um, you know, but but successful enough also to be sustainable um mentally and, and enjoyment wise because um you know like i think i alluded to alluded to in the start I, my brain takes a fair bit of maintenance uh well not maintenance i guess it just constantly needs to be busy um and um and i guess my way of, of doing that is is you know um striving to be um think outside the box a little bit trying to put on exciting stuff um i love one of my favourite things that I love doing at life is going, well, why can't we do that? Or why yeah. can't it be done this way? And, um, you know, I get quite a buzz out of bringing a new, like, like we've ne- never done, no one's ever come up with a, a, a front yard ultra, which is a, a different, uh, you know, it's a backyard ultra. It's exactly the same. But instead yeah. of it being out bush or out at a, you know, out somewhere that's that's not in the city, we're like, well, let's do one of these, but right in the heart of the city, right in our front yard, and we'll call it a front yard ultra. 
it's exactly the same format, but um, yeah, that's just what what we're looking at doing. And and from there, it's now grown this year. It's kicking off in March. It is now the world's biggest backyard ultra. It's the biggest in the world by. Um, we're going to have probably 60 or 70 more than ever had before in the country, so uh, in the world, so oh, wow. which is pretty cool. Nearly 500 of these events in something like 40 odd countries around the world. So, um, yeah, to to have little old Perth, um, you know, with an event that's only going into its third year, grow to be the biggest in the world is pretty cool. So, um, and but that same thing of going, well, why can't we call it a front yard ultra and why can't yeah. we run it around the lake and why can't we do, um, um, you know, something of that's different to, to what is out there, but it works on the same principles, um, but it's just making it a slightly more exciting. Um, and we get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of spectators down to that, to that event because it's so accessible. You know, people come down on Friday night and come and cheer on everyone. I think they come down on the weekend. It's been mentioned on this podcast. I think Belinda mentioned it <laughs> from Perth. Yep. Um, and I've spent some time, a little bit of time in Perth and and was not far from Hillary's where, and so I actually knew where to work sort of roughly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went, oh, I know where that is. So that was kind of really cool, I thought. Yeah. So um, <laughs> anyway, um, I want to talk a little bit more about the backyard, front yard ultras in a minute. But first, just a little bit about your personal experience with running and why you actually started to run yourself, like back before you became an event organiser, uh, obviously. I know, well, actually it's not obvious, but, you know, you mentioned with the kids and the work and that, that you know, you something had to give or whatever. How did that happen? Like, um, Look, I guess. Um, why did you start running? Yeah, well, like I alluded to with, with Coast to Cozzy, um, it it started um, with Costa Cozzy and being just being around those people, um, being around those people was, uh, I don't know. It's I love to surround myself with with really good people um, mm. because you want to. I, I think you know if you surround yourself by people that are that are doing good things or that have been inspiring or or just have a really great heart. You know you want to you, you kind of want to pluck some of the, their attributes and, and try and, um, you know, try and add that to your life because I think it's really healthy to, um, I think it's really healthy to be in a positive place because mm -hmm. it, it just has so many repercussions if, if you can be positive yourself. And I always like to be really optimistic about pretty much everything. So um, with the exception of complaining neighbours, I'm not optimistic or patient with them. But anyway, um, no, in all serious, um, you know, I guess um, there was something at Costa Cozzi which really just sparked a fire in me. And, and um, I've, I've always, um, you know, been great mates with a, a guy over here in Perth called Rob Donkersloot. And he, he used to do an event here called Kep Ultra. And, and you know, even that was the same thing. Little little events with, with a... a um, a flair for having really amazing people involved in it. Mm -hmm. um, and I found that that really stood out from road running for me. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, road running, you kind of just get lost in the crowd a little bit because mm -hmm. these events are, are so big, um, you know, tens of thousands of people to some of the events, I guess. And whereas, um, you know, with ultra running and this ultra long distance running, it was always, um, 
uh, a much smaller crowd, a much more personalised crowd. And, and, you know, one thing that really stood out was that everyone at the events want to do the best they can to help you finish. Mm. Um, they want to do everything they can to get you to that next day station, to get you to that finish line to help you succeed. Um, and it's amazing what, you know, what people can bring out of you with a bit of encouragement or, or just, you know, giving you a, a, a zucchini slice when you <laughs> didn't realise it was the most amazing thing you could have put in your gob at that time. So, yeah. um, you know, just little things like that. And I, and I found myself just wanting more and more to be surrounded by these people and, and um, you know, and, and I, I just knew that WA, like we really didn't have any ultra, oh, we, had, we had two or three ultra marathons, great ultra marathons over here at the time, but we didn't have a series or didn't have a community really based around ultra mm-hmm. running in, in WA at all. So, and, and um, I'm like, look, I really think that this is the opportunity for me, you know, this is maybe my calling at the time to, to start something um, or, or to start a community that was all based around all these great attributes, which, which I'd seen at events um, in WA and, and also uh, not in WA, well, they kept had it, but certainly over East and, and I did some events overseas and, and, Oh, just what what we had the opportunity to bring to Perth was was incredible, and and um, you know I started off pretty um, ignorant and wide eyed, but willing to learn and winging it. If I'm honest, you know you got to fake it till you make it, they say. And and fortunately, I had a fair bit of guidance through Rob um, because he he'd already set up events. I think at the time he was even. Uh, we certainly on the Aura Australian Ultra Race Association Committee and, and, and later on became president. And, um, you know, he had a, a fair bit of base to or a foundation to help me get started. And then, um, you know, I think we added three events in the, in the first year and then we, we teed up with another mate at the time of um, Ron McGlynn with Australia Day Ultra. And so we had four events there between us for a year and, and then it just kind of, just grew from there so um you know 60 or 70 runners in the, the first event for the year we were stoked at and then it grew up to like 150 and then it grew up to 200 and then like 250 and 300 and this is all for ultra distance or or based around an ultra distance event was just phenomenal and and you know that for us we kind of looked at it and went well you know where does it stop or, or where do we stop and eventually like last year we had 22 events planned on the calendar oh, wow. um I'll, I'll, I'll diverse a, a little bit shortly about how that came about but um you know we realized 22 was too much um mm. we ended up stripping it back to 19 and then this year we, we've we've culled it back to 15 um, and again, like I said, you know, n- nearly all of the events were an amazing success. We just had to had to pull back on some so that we could give amazing events and not just good events to lots of people. I want to do amazing events to you know fewer people if that's what it takes to make sure that the experience is pretty memorable. So um, yeah, and I guess it was all going pretty great. And 2020 was going to be a, a year of of um, you know, I guess really finding our feet and and um, settling into what we'd spent a few years beforehand building on, and and then of course the world changed for everyone, um, and we ended up 
all we actually did was um, I took six weeks off, um, I think in March when everything had closed and I just literally closed up everything for six weeks, closed up all the orders, closed up mm-hmm. registrations um, and just said, look, I'm just taking um, six weeks off to see how things unfold um and then i said i'll come back to you from then and give you a bit of an idea on what's going on and and um within that six week period i had some people get in touch with me about um taking over some events in south australia Mm -hmm. um and then so i guess the conversations were started then and and then we we opened up not registrations again but we opened up the 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 emails and yeah. you know communication and socials yeah. again and said right we're back um we've got a bit of an idea on what's going to happen and and um you know i guess it was we, we took a bit of a gamble um which i'm always doing not always pays off but i, I just i love the what if you know what if you don't we do, risk it's important in this in this kind of oh, endeavors look, most I, endeavors worthwhile doing well, look, we had no idea how long the pandemic was going to go. We were hoping maybe six months. Um, and so we ended up, you know, fortunately in, for, for the w, for our WA events, based mm. events, um, um, that were more a intrastate ultramarathon. Um, we, uh, you know, we grew absolutely exponentially in them because we were pretty closed. You know, the borders were closed yeah. in WA and so they everyone in WA... <laughs> events and and look to be honest that was an absolute savior for us because our international events um so a rational south and south australia like big 200 milers big 100 100 and 200 milers where we get people from all over the country but also get quite a few internationals come over to run them and look we we have the only 200 milers um the only triple crown of 200 milers in the southern hemisphere one of only two in the world that have them um, and we also have the only point-to-point um, 200 milers in the southern hemisphere as well. So, um, you know, they're, they're draw card, but literally of, you know, the few years of energy and investment building them, they almost got mothballed because, you know, we had, I think, 25 could run one in Perth and I think 16 could run one in WA. Uh, oh. Sorry, in SA. Um, wow. And, you know, the, the New South Wales one that we planned on launching in 2020, you know, mm-hmm. just got pushed back a couple of years in the end. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I guess we, rather than just sitting on what we had, we thought, look, if we're going to do, if we're going to do this, we knew that lots of people were stripping back and lots of people were, you know, potentially even going to go under or, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, just not be able to put on events for a couple of years or, or, you know, at that time we thought at least a year. And and we had some people in SA when we announced that we were taking over the Heisen 105 say, look, please, please don't postpone this event or don't cancel it. Um, you know, if you can get approvals for it, do it because the SA community really, really needs this because um, everything around you has been cancelled. Mm. And as it turned out, I couldn't even get into SA um, because the WA borders were absolutely jammed shut. Yeah. So we organised it with me running it remotely out of the office and I had four or five amazing people jump on as race directors in SA. We pulled it off. The numbers for the event went from, like it had been going for nine years, I think, eight or nine years, wow. and they'd never had more than, I think they had 213 sign-ups but about 160 runners. 
And that year we had 400 runners come and run it. That's amazing. Four, guys, four or five people on the, on the ground ran it remotely. My family all lived in SA, so they got involved as well and helped crew and uh, not help crew, help officiate it. And it was just the most amazing event. And people came out. The aid stations were electric. Like, I remember the Mount Compass aid station watching it live on the videos. And there was just, you know, oh, I won't say hundreds, but there was certainly 60 or 70 or 80 people there as crew supporters and cheering everyone on. And, and that was it. That, that was the trigger that just set off us to create Ultra Series SA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I guess over the next two years, even during a pandemic, we, um, we in- invested um, so much time um, energy and certainly financially um, mm. you know we we went and saw Mr Bankman um, and uh, you know we, we set up a warehouse or, or shared a warehouse in SA and bought a truck and bought a trailer and bought another mm. vehicle for over there and and you know bought a whole heap of another whole set of equipment for there and went into SA and and um, I guess yeah yeah we came out of it um, we I think we grew um, probably 200% um, year on year for the next two years um, wow. in, in participants and in turnover and stuff like that. But, uh, of course, because we invested so much, we made way less money. Yeah. Um, and it's not not about the money, but, um, I mean, we, you know, we obviously still want to survive. But, um, yeah, certainly the accountant looked at me after last year and went, righto, what's your plan? <laughs> but, um yeah, it's it was it's all about setting a foundation, and we and we wanted to create ultra. You know, there's great events already in SA. Don't get me wrong, and there's some really good ultra marathons, and there's some amazing um, like trail running SA do a really great shorter distance all on the trails, and their setup's fantastic. But what we really want to specialise is that really long stuff. You know, mm-hmm. 200 milers, multi day stuff, backyard ultras. Um, you know, stuff from 50K and above kind of thing. So because um, it comes to that point where, you know, people can go and run a 5K, they can do part run. Then from there they can go and do a 10K and then it just grows and grows. And, and we want to put plant that seed out and go, well, what if? What if you could run 100 miles? What if you could run 200 miles? And up until a few years ago, there wasn't a platform to do that anywhere in the Southern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. You had to really go to Europe or to go to um, uh, to go to America mm-hmm. to to be able to do that. So, and I guess that's where um, you know the whole Ultra Series SA thing grew on top of what we'd already built in WA. Was going well. Why can't we provide these platforms for people to go and do more than what is already there? You know, and go and do a lot. I don't want to take away at all from what's already there because people are doing it great and they're doing it amazing. But there is this niche, and that's what Ultra Series is. We're a niche market for ultra-long distance marathons or ultra-marathons. And that's where we've really diversified that in the backyards, which I believe we're going to touch on. But um, that's where we've really diversified into. They're all about, um, you know, creating a platform there for the people to achieve astronomical rewards for themselves not necessarily for anyone else but for themselves which mentally has obviously physically it's great for you for your body but mentally because i just think it's so much more mental than physical mentally it just sets you up on the most amazing platform in life 
you know, it has repercussions to your family, has repercussions to your kids, to your partners. It does to work too, though. You know, you can go to work and be almost invincible because of what you achieved on the weekend in your personal life. So, um, even I, if you're hobbling up and downstairs. Yeah, yeah, but it, it asks questions and it's like, exactly. why are you hobbling? What did you do on the weekend? And then yeah. you start talking about it, suddenly you're opening the blinkers to other people. You know, yeah. and this is what it is. It's all organic. It's all yeah. organic of, and that happens, you know, just by someone who I don't even know talking about what they did at one yeah. of our events somewhere, which I'm, you know, it, it might not have had that personal connection, but it's they've come and done something because we, laid an opportunity or a platform there for them to be able to do it and in doing so um yeah you know suddenly it gets their people at work talking about why they're hobbling and then they're inspired so i love that um, yeah there's something that i played with um in or have been playing with about running being our superpower that we just need to tap into Hundred percent. Um, and so you're what you're actually doing is giving people an opportunity to as you said tap into the what is their own superpower that everyone has? It's nothing about winning or any of that. It's just about getting to that finish line and and realizing that you can do it. I suppose that pretty much everyone can do it as long as they, you know, be a bit sensible about how they train and stuff like that. But it's all yep. possible. You just have to have a plan and then stuff. Plan and a platform. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Plan and a platform. Yep. Love it. If it's there, well, then um, the only thing that's stopping you is yourself. Mm. Mm. I, love I think that. that's one thing Sorry, that I, oh no, just one thing that I've talked about a bit on the podcast is when we as just runners have had those moments where everything's flowing and where everything feels amazing, but you often then, as you said, take that into your life. And it means if you can achieve whatever it is, and it often happens around some of those flowy moments or some of those great big achievements, there are other things is uh it feels like there's nothing in your life that you can't do. If you can run blah, blah, blah. You know, when I first ran to work, which was 21 kilometres at the time, that felt like crazy because <laughs> you know? yep. everybody I knew drove to work, you know, where I went. And so when I actually did that in my 20s, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like, what can't I do? You know, and, and that's what you're doing. You know, it's that opening those doors and realising to people actually there is no um, limit to our the only limit to what we can do as humans is what we have already, what we set up. And then if you can break through each, each of those limits that you've set up for yourself, then, you know, it's kind of unlimited, isn't it? Well, exactly. We, like, I guess another great example is when, before Delirious West 200 Miler um, was held, um, oh, we're coming into year five now in a few mm-hmm. weeks time there were five Western Australians that had ever run a 200 miler anywhere in the world. And then when we, like an actual 200 miler event, not necessarily mm-hmm. the distance, you know, they might have run 500 or, or multi-day or whatever, yeah. but the actual, an actual event. Um, now in Western Australia, there's over a hundred um, West Aussies that have run 200 miles. Wow. Same thing in Australia. I only knew of a couple that had ever done it, um, you know, and now after a couple of years of Irrational South being there, um, you know, we're, we're up in over a couple of dozen now there. And, and this year, Irrational South entries are up nearly 400%. So, um, wow. you know, we're going to have a, a, a whole heap more um, South Aussies added to that. But it's, it's also overall, you look at it in Australia, you know, 200 milers, um, 
five years ago were virtually non-existent and, mm. and you know there was there was probably 50 or 60 people that had ever gone and done one overseas mm-hmm. whereas you know now we're, we've got a few hundred that have that have done it thanks to a platform being here down under to be able to achieve this stuff and I think that's really important to sometimes reflect on on stuff like that at why why we're doing it because if we didn't do it you know, there's not necessarily someone next to us that's going to stand up and do it because, it, you know, it is high risk. It is a huge amount of work. Um, it is Being a race director, I understand, <laughs> especially oh. of an ultra as well that goes, you know, away from where safety, you know, into a oh, trail running you know, ultra. There's, not, there's all sorts yeah. of sleepless nights involved in that. We had an event in the Blue Mountains um, in, uh, I think, July, June or July last year. And the amount of planning went into that was way beyond anything I'd ever, ever done before. I was away from home for six weeks. Um, And, you know, that wasn't just me. We we took a whole team there. We had Mm. people come from everywhere. And the the planning for that was ridiculous. But people only see us for the week of the event. Um, You know, expect, expect that, you know, expect that that's all we put into it. But it's... um, yeah, it's phenomenal the amount of work, and um, I guess I'm, I'm I am proud now. Uh, it took me several years to use that word in yeah. in what we've set up, but um, you know now after coming through the other side of a pandemic, and and you know which I was talking this morning with Simone, who's my cider here in the office, and five of our first six events this year um, coming up already are at record numbers, um, yeah. and that's so rewarding. Um, and to be honest, it's quite emotional to come through the other side because the last few years, they were tough. You know, oh. I know we grew um, yeah. and, you know, I'm sure we put on a pretty brave face um, on, the, on, the, on, on the face value yeah. of things. But, you know, behind the scenes, we, we were just juggling and, and yeah. you know, sorting things out to make sure that, um, you know, all our payments were met. And, and you, you, look, I know we expanded, which... Um, you know, it was a ballsy thing to do at the time and, and you know, um, I wouldn't have changed it. I, I, no. I'm so grateful we did because I've now got some amazing mm. friends and, and um, um, even, you know, work colleagues uh, in, in South Australia and, and now I've got, we've, we've, got a, we've moved our Blue Mountains event up to Cairns. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm just so grateful that we did because we've, We've expanded our philosophies on what we're trying to do. Um, a lot of the Ultra Series events uh, have a really, really generous cutoff mm-hmm. um, or almost non-existent cutoff in, in certain certain events. And mm-hmm. um, and that's because we want to encourage hikers to come out and do what yeah. we do. And you don't mm-hmm. have to be fast. You don't... You don't have to be a runner. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can be a jogger, you can be a hiker, you can... Just come out and be at one with yourself and, and the environs and, and um, find a better version of, of yourself if that's what you're looking for because I'm pretty confident that probably 95% of the people um, at our events, particularly the really long ones, are there for a mental reason, um, yep. you know, and that um, could be a whole number of things. It could be mm. to help work through depression it could be to get over a divorce um it could be to mentally get more confident um Mm -hmm. it could be um you know just to to mentally open up their mind to the fresh air that's that's getting into them but um 
you know, I think it's really important. And we, to be honest, last year I probably lost that a bit because we were so busy and had mm. too many events that that I lost a bit of why we're doing what we're doing. Um, mm. You know, and we we took quite a good break off over Christmas um, to recharge and refresh and, and to 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 reflect on what Ultra Series is about and and what I look, I never I guess our the best line that I can ever think of what I always want to be and what I want to check myself at is that ultra series always needs to be a community and not a corporation. Mm. So um, we give back a, a lot of people don't see it, but we give back tens and tens of thousands of dollars a year to charities. Mm-hmm. Um, do like there was two, a two week period um it wasn't just in this year just gone. It was actually a year before. We gave away over $65,000 worth of race entries leading up to Christmas. This Christmas just gone. I think we did $1,000 worth of race entries um, just because it's giving back to the people that yeah. helped grow us to, to what we are. What we are. Um, and, look, all we try to do, Simone obviously wants to earn a living out of it because of all the hours she puts in, and I'm exactly the same, you know. Yeah. I just want to earn a, earn a, earn a living and – and everything on top of that, where we're going to give back to either the community or back into Ultra Series to to give you a better experience. Um, yeah, just it's just it. such a rewarding industry to be in. Um, like I said, I'm surrounded by the most incredible human beings in so many different areas, um, and I just love feeding off on what we get. It. it it's like my drug, I suppose. Um, it is my drug to, to to refeed back into it and and just give more and more back to what it is that we've got. It's 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 a beautiful thing. Look, I, Ultra Series is a really really beautiful environment to be in, um, and I just love that we now got a bit more time for that this year and. And I hope more people come to share it. Um, obviously, you know, it's, it's looking that way. Um, and, you know, every one of our events is certainly different to the to another one. Um, yeah. We've done that very purposefully and, and specifically, um, you know, and, and one event of ours isn't necessarily going to appeal to someone else that might do another event. Um, but that's great because then we get to meet more people and, exactly. and we get to, again, cater that niche to to a different crowd to what our yeah. other event for so um yeah i don't want to be boring i, d- I don't want to be complacent <laughs> which um, brings I, me to a question be... sorry that i had which yeah. was how on earth did you come up with those names for the uh, ultra series <laughs> events um <laughs> i don't know we um look our our Three 200-milers and 100-miler um, collabs are west, east and south. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it all started with Delirious. We were trying to come up with, you know, a place where people were going to go um, yeah. during this event. And obviously Delirium was one of them. So that got to Delirious. And then it kind of that fed the other ones um, into Irrational South and mm-hmm. Unreasonable East. You know, they kind of all went hand in hand. We do kind of have in the back burners uh, the nonsensical North <laughs> planned, and that is actually um, we've kind of mapped that all out. It's actually in oh, Ireland. Yeah. 
What? So, yes, it's in Ireland, hence it's nonsensical. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. <laughs> like, what? Um, but yeah, we that was supposed to be launching in 2023. Mm. Um, but that's that's kind of yeah, whether that ever comes off the ground or, or not now, I'm I really want to uh, improve on what we've got here first. And then once mm-hmm. I can say we've got them nearly perfect, um, well, then maybe we'll, we'll revisit that. So, but it's mm-hmm. there waiting for us if, if that opportunity comes, but, um, or more to the point, if we create that opportunity. Yeah. Um, look, the feral pig, um, the feral pig ultra is the most intense ultra marathon. Um, in a really, really remote part um, of the Perth Hills, but it's actually only right near Perth, but it is so remote because there's just wow. nothing out there. It's all national park, um, apart from a tiny bit of civilization. Like you run 43K to get to the first aid station in the 100 miler. You then run um, 70K before you even get to the first road crossing and then another 50K before you get to the second road crossing. Wow. So it's yeah, it is really remote, but it it kind of runs up and down like parallel with the coast, um, mm-hmm. up and down the Perth Hills, but it, it's in a remote part of it. Um, and that was originally created because where we first mapped a course out and we and we run it kind of fat ass in the first year, the head looked like the shape of a pig, um, uh-huh. and feral pigs are quite synonymous for being out in the bush out there. And yeah. it just that all came together. Um, we used to have the wild goose chase because um, we'd send everyone on this goose chase out in a national park um, trying to look for the course and um, hysterical carnage. Um, oh, that's, right. it that's in my old hometown and that's because um, there's a place there called the Historical Village, which is actually where the, the course runs through the village all throughout the event like for 48 hours or however long it's going to go for. Um, and wow. it's this old period reproductive, uh, no, reproduction um, uh-huh. village that they've built um, and they come out in period clothing for some of it and stuff like that too on their open days. And and so that historical and hysterical kind of linked in and I knew it was going to be carnage. So that's kind of how that came together. Um, no Time to Die was, um, was actually a, a, a competition we did for that one mm-hmm. um, we came out with that name for it um birdie's backyard and Herdy's front yard was quite cool um birdie's backyard was originally held on a mate's property um in the very first year called birdie yeah um that was in his backyard uh and then we ended up moving it to another location but with the birdie's title then we heard yeah we came up with wanting to do one in the front yard and it happens to be around herdsman's lake and there's a tavern on Herdsman's Lake called Herdies. Of course. So the Birdies and Herdies worked in beautiful symmetry with each other. So, um, and then look, some of the other events, um, Light Horse Ultra um, was originally going to be on the Light Horse Trail. Yeah. Um, and I have quite close connections to um, return service personnel. Um, Wayne, my business partner, I was telling you about, and best mate, he's um, an ex digger. Um, my sister is, um, my brother-in-law, my dad, my granddad. So yeah. we do an event. Um, it's, it's the Australia's biggest 24-hour ultramarathon, um, plus we do um, six and 12 and three and one hours with it. Yeah. And we give free entry to all past and current serving um, mm-hmm. personnel. 
um, of the services from whatever country you're from. Mm-hmm. Um, if you served in um, Uruguay, if you served in, you know, the UK or South Africa or wherever, we don't care. We don't, we don't judge that. Um, which, you know, if you serve for your country, come along and be part of it. And then obviously we, you know, we have hundreds of others yeah, that others. Um, along and pay for their entry as well. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a really important event to us. Um, that uh, that is held in April each year in in the suburbs of Perth, and mm-hmm. um, and then when we move over to SA, um, Hyson um, was already um, one that was there, um, so we just took over that uh, SOS, um, which is on um, the York Peninsula. That's a five hundred k stage race. It's the biggest um, oh, wow. stage race in Australia, um, and that. Is basically it's around an area where there is I think ninety three shipwrecks on the coast over there. I'm just pulling a number off the top. I know it's astronomical. Um, it's the SOS, um, but it's actually called Sink or Survive. Um, five hundred k stage race. So you either sink if you're going to pull out, or you survive if you can make it through. So that's a a solo, duo, or team event. Um. And then uh, Belair National Park is where we hold the Belair Marathon, so that all kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, that one's a bit boring, um, that name. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is really cool because we get people entering the Belair Marathon thinking it's going to be just a marathon, which it is distance-wise, but it is temple and it is single trail and it is climb. Like there's a 5 k <laughs> solid climb in it and everything. So we get all these roadrunners coming into it. And run it, and they're like, "Oh my oh. god!" Like that was the <laughs> ever done, and I'm like, "Of course it was." <laughs> yeah, I love that. So that's oh, quite, um, yeah, that catches quite a few people out. So, so yeah, where can I, I people go to see all of? Like, do you have a place just, where all of that's listed? Everything now is just ultraseries.com.au. Okay, so technically, series WA Ultra Series SA and Ultra Series Australia for our international and and um, interstate. Big events um, for ones that are basically to an international market, but now we just—it's uh, just easy to put everything under ultraseries.com.au because it's all there for all, and it, it's actually all broken up on there to yeah. where you, you know might want to do the calendars on there, the whole thing. So it's wow. easy. You've made me um, want to come back to longer running again. <laughs> Mind uh, you, that's what's happened with be, everybody you I've talked to. Be fast. Sorry, you, you don't have, have to be fast. Uh, <laughs> Come along and get engrossed in the stupidity and sadism of what we're doing, and find that there's several other people alongside you doing exactly the same thing. <laughs> we're just as silly. Never. <laughs> the um, one things I've noticed on the podcast with all of these ultra trail running people, and many of them have come or have run one of your races or more, um, they talk about how people who run trail runs which is what you talked about before too they're just a really nice bunch of people as in they're all there not just to get usually their own thing ticked off but to help you know the person running next to them as well it's not like a competition like you often have in a you know road run and not to mention of course the people supporting who are in um you know who, who were there to help support the runners but also the the people you're running with everybody just is so amazing that you it's the community that people often community. Come back on. mm. that's exactly it and i think that's why it grows you know why it's grown so much because 
you know, for so long, um, we're getting fed so much bullshit about what it is that we should be doing or, you know, what's the latest in the news or what's the latest in politics or what celebrities doing what or whatever. And, and I think, um, you know, well, I've, you know, I, I don't think I'm alone in saying, you know, at times I've lost myself in, mm-hmm. in what I'm really, um, you know, I, I don't want to have a big bloody flash house or I don't want to have, you know, 2,000 properties or I'm never going to be a millionaire. I'm never because, you know, I love giving back. <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah, but if I can take out of this what I need to survive mm-hmm. and to support my family and my kids uh, and my wife, and she obviously supports as well, but, yeah. um, you know, why would I need to take any more out of it than that? I'm not trying to build a conglomerate. I'm just trying to build a platform. Um, and why, you know, I, I think that's where it comes back to the whole community mm. thing. Like, you know, people are realising that they want to be involved in their community because community is, is calm, it's peaceful, it's away from the BS that we were talking about just before and and it's and it um it's a belong you know we want to belong somewhere and and belonging is is really important because it's again that comes back to our mental health when you belong somewhere or you find that you fit in somewhere well suddenly you find that you're you're validated um you know and and, um you don't need a society saying you should be this um you know in communities so accepting because Everyone on the trails is has very different ability to the next person, and mm. and sure, five percent of people are still going to race it and be competitive, and and you know that's my bit of competitive, and, and I might not come first, but that's still where I'm being competitive. I'm being competitive with myself, and yeah. and you know everyone can still go out there and set their own little challenges and goals, but just being out there and running is so spiritually uplifting, um, you know, and and. I think that's why we're we're all growing so much um, in the trail running community, and that's why we've been fortunate enough to have have a platform there for people to come and join us in this stupid stuff. So I think you know having a million dollars versus having a platform to be able to provide that uh, impact in people's lives that's worth more than a million dollars or multiple billions of dollars I anyway, see. isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, look, I've I kind of resigned to the fact that I am who I am, and and you know, um, financially, it's always going to be a uh, you know just enough to to get by and make a few smart choices here and there, hopefully. But um, you know, certainly, uh, certainly going to have a shitload of fun along the way. So it's the impact that's important. As well, exactly. I, think I can read from your everything you said. Now, can I ask you, um, when did you start running? Did, was that you know when you supported your friend in the um, coast of Kosciuszko? Hey, were you already uh, running yourself then? As a yeah, no, I was. I think we touched on this earlier. I was. I was um, started running late two thousands. Okay, that's right. You so yeah, I've, I I don't know how many runs I've done. I think. Yeah. Um, I've maybe done 20 or 30 marathons and yeah. uh, I think I've done maybe 40 ultra marathons or thereabouts. So um, do you, what do you do now? How does, what does your personal running look like right now? Um, I have actually chipped a few off over the last couple of years. I think I did six in 2021. Uh, I think I did like six ultra marathons. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did maybe 
three or four last year, four or five maybe. I've, I've managed to sneak in a couple of hours, um, like the backyard ultras, because I normally go to a certain distance or whatever I can do and then jump into RD rolls after that um, while some people are filling my shoes or, or you know, helping out yeah. themselves. Um, so, yeah, I did a, a 50K run along the beach um, called Seaman Ultra a couple of weeks ago, and which I'll never, ever do again. <laughs> Was it the sand? What was it? <laughs> it was the camber. The yeah. the slope um, mm-hmm. killed me. And, yeah, the sand, you know, mm-hmm. just, man, mentally that was tough. And and I guess I'm a bit weaker in that these days <laughs> um, in wanting to push through stuff like that because I just can't be asked. I did um, a two-day but- hike a few weeks ago, or a couple of months ago in along a beach it was quite, oh. and it, that had the camber and the soft sand. I was like, this is not fun. Oh, well, <laughs> I was lucky having any soft sand which was amazing oh, mm. um but yeah i'm happy to set events up that go along beaches but yeah. run up myself i would to do that <laughs> um yeah what else oh, i'm going to try and do some of the perth trail series stuff this year which is um and then maybe over in sa when i'm in sa the trsa mm. stuff so that in the shorter course stuff so i want to try and get out the trails and do a bit of that you know it's only 10 to 20k i suppose usually most mm. of them but um if i can get out and, and do a few of those. That'd be cool for myself. Um, uh, I'm going to try and do Birdie's Backyard again this year, which is one of our events. Yeah. Um, but I've got a couple of RDs already lined up. So if I can hopefully crack that 24-hour barrier and and um, get through that. And it, I'm always, as much as I can, I'm always going to try and do the one in Hysterical Carnage in Loxton, which is my old hometown yeah. in South Australia. Uh, I did that this year and and or just gone. It's in November and um, you know that event means a lot to me. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Um, uh, I did a light horse halter last year, which was uh, the twenty four hours telling about. Yeah. And my dad did it with me and my wife as oh. well, and a, another really great mate, and that really great couple of mates. And That's all so five cool. of us got to ultra distance. And my dad popped his ultra marathon cherry at 72 years of age that's awesome uh, i love it yeah so he's a he's a vietnam vet and um and he's got a bung foot but he just kept chipping away at doing it and Amazing. became an ultra marathon marathoner so that's fantastic um, you know yeah look, apart from that i'd love to do some stuff interstate this year yeah. if i can but um yeah, I'm going to focus a bit more. On, I've got a couple of trips planned with my my kids and, and mm-hmm. um, my wife and our little bub. Um, um, uh, you know, got a couple of those trips planned. So mm-hmm. probably probably going to do more adventures this year. Um, so we got a, a little baby coming in a, in the next week or so. Uh-huh. Um, so we're Excited. planning on doing some adventures with him or her. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, and that that will kind of be either side of events interstate that we'll do. Um, so we got this event in Cairns, and then we're going to spend a couple of weeks road tripping down to the Gold Coast um, mm. at the end of it. Um, yeah, just I don't know, probably probably more adventures and more family stuff mm. this year. Um, yeah, with the baby hopefully, I can give away a few little runs here and there mm. when I'm when I'm over there for work. But so, we'll we'll things out. Like most people I talk to. Um, who are very keen on their running, one of the questions that we ask is how do you fit in your, just your training? Like what does your training look like? You've got, you know, uh, you could sit at that desk all day long and just organise events and not get up and still not be at the end of all the list of jobs I'm sure you've got to do. So 
It's like, how do you fit it all in? Look, I guess, um, you know, I resigned um, a few years ago, um, probably about 2019. Um, resigned to the fact that this, um, I'm getting so much more out of putting these events on um, than running them myself. So, uh, look, I've had my time in the past to have fun um, and run lots and, and, you know, I'll still keep running bits here and there and, and I'm sure at some stage in the future, Simone alongside me here is going to take over all the race directing duties mm-hmm. and then I'll get to run them. Um, <laughs> she good, Simone? <laughs> yeah, giggling. I don't think that's going to happen, she reckons. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll um, yeah, look, the opportunity for me with running at the moment is to provide these platforms mm-hmm. it's not really to run myself like i've lost any sort of competitiveness which mm-hmm. i'm really completely fine with um yeah and i enjoy to be honest i enjoy going and cutting laps on these backyard ultras when i get to run them with mm-hmm. with my mates um and uh yeah i don't i don't want to take myself too seriously mm-hmm. at the moment with running um because you must do some training yeah. though like yeah. in order to even just to be able to put your shoes on and run around in a backyard. Uh, look, honestly, like some some of my runs, um, like I might do forty k um, in the four weeks leading up to okay. a hundred miler. Yeah, I feral pig a few years ago. Yeah, but I suffered. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was really good for about the first twenty hours, and then absolutely <gasps> died in the ass after that. But I knew yeah. that was coming. I yeah. know. Look, I'm, I know. I expect. Look, I, I, I try. Um, I guess to try and do part run most most weekends. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my wife's really disciplined, and and we always go for walk. We usually go for runs, but obviously yeah. been up the duff now um, <laughs> the last few weeks. That slowed down a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, but we still go for walks probably most days. Um, yeah. and off the piss now as much as I can be. Um. Um, so yeah, you know, I just, um, just chipping away at trying to keep myself in shape, I suppose, so that if I do want to go, all right, let's go and do this. Yeah. We can. I could go and do a hundred K week. Um, like in October, I think I did, or September, maybe I did a 300 and something K week. Yeah. And that was just trying to do that calendar, you know, the, where you run one K on the first, two K on the second, three K on the third, et cetera. Yeah. I got up to, I think about the 19th. And then tweaked uh, Hammy, and then um, by about the twenty second was buggered and was broken. So, um, but yeah, that's still you know. Like, I, I think the foundation's always there. Sometimes it might take a couple of weeks to you know reset the trigger on it. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think once you're an ultra marathoner, you're always an ultra marathoner um, because you, you've overcome that mental side of things. Because physically, your body is freaking amazing and it will follow you no matter how much you're dragging its ass along it'll yeah. still follow you if you can mentally be in that zone so um yeah i don't so, know Keep- so more, more often than not really what you're saying is it's our brain that gives up on whatever oh, physical endeavor we're trying to do not so agree? much our body as a oh yeah as a rule yeah, yeah. most people cannot can't push their body further than their body can physically do i reckon what look once you've done an ultra marathon look you do need to obviously try and get your body into as great a shape as you can to to you know break that cherry at the start but um once you once you get um once you get into it 
I, I think 90% is mental. Yeah. Maybe more because physically yeah. your body, you, you know your body can do it. You yeah. know, you know, yeah, it's going to hurt sometimes more than not, but your body's still capable of doing it. Yeah. So I did yeah. that. So that Sandman that I did um, uh, a few weeks ago on the 50K, yeah. like at 34K or 36K mark or whatever, I'd, I'd given up or resigned to just walk. I wasn't going to quit because there was no way yeah. I was ever coming back to yeah. it. But don't get me wrong, it is a fantastic event. Like, yes. It is great so well done and, and I'd actually highly recommend people do do it because mentally it takes you Big to challenge. really mm. deep dark place that you know is great to get out of um so um but yeah I you know at the 36 came up I was resigned to just walking back in um, yeah. just walking the rest of the way in because I was still going to come here well under cutoff uh and then a mate ended up picking me up and begrudgingly we did a, a walk run strategy to get to the end but you know mm. physically I thought I was stuffed because my glutes were my, like my hammy's going into my glutes, which I've had issues with from that that um, calendar run that I was telling you about. Yeah, um, yeah they, they were not happy with me at all. And yet the next day I went out um, and ran a 16 or 17K trail run at, you know, just over five-minute pace wow. um, with the switchbacks and everything like that. And I was cranking along and saw, particularly on the uphills, hands and flats were fine. So again, mm. mentally, my body was saying, or, you know, mm. you know, it had tricked me to going, no, nah, no, nah, your hammies and glutes are stuffed. You can't, you can't go anymore. And yet, obviously, they were fine. They were sore. Yeah. But, you know, I had that trigger going, no, nah, no, nah, they're, 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 you're going to tear them, stop. Um, whereas in the end, I was just being weak. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, how long do you think you'll run for, Sean? Like you already talked about your dad having just till managed... I die. For till sure. you die. Nice. Yep. Love so it. So Gene Gene Dykes at the moment. He um he's from America. He's got the world record for um a marathon under seventy as a seventy year old, and it's like two fifty three or something. Oh, good luck. Um, no, I can't even do that now. I probably could um if I train for it. I've done a one twenty two half. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. I think probably within my scope, but look, I don't think I'm ever going to be that fast or competitive at, at 70 years of age, but he has done a 200 miler at 70 years of age. Mm. Um, and I would love to be able to um, go and do stuff like that. Um, yeah. But a really, really beautiful mate here, Frank Chavot, we call him French Frank because he's obviously French. Mm-hmm. He lives down in Bussington here in WA and he's running delirious 200 miler in a few weeks time. Um from his 69th birthday into his 70th birthday. Oh, so and he's such a beautiful friend of ours and a beautiful friend of everyone. He's a magical soul. But, you know, I want to be like Frank when, when I'm his age. So, um, need a T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. That is a great idea. So I just think, um, uh, I think, well, I hope I'm still doing it then. As long as I don't burn myself out, as long as I keep yeah. myself entertained, other stuff outside of trail running in the meantime, which, um, yeah, which is happening. I'll just maybe keep having more kids. They take. Oh yeah, time. there you go. Yeah, and they'll keep you busy too. Like they keep you moving, having children. Exactly. I've noticed <laughs> just to keep up with them. <laughs> um, Sean, one of the questions I ask everybody pretty much is, what would your life be like had you not started running? What would you oh, 
What's a, would, what's a given in your life? I suppose I wouldn't a positive way to, like to think of what it would be like without running. In fact, it, um, I couldn't even give you an answer to that because I don't like mm. what ifs. Yeah. Um, I don't like the question, what if this happened or what if that happened? I'm like, well, just make it happen. Um, What's the best no thing running's given you? Oh, community, like the people I, I surround myself in. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, the, they're so beautiful. Um, you know, I've got so many incredible friendships. Um, I've met some amazing people. Um, we've, we've built a really strong community. Um, yeah, look, I've met my wife through running. Um, uh, oh, look, it's it's kind of an endless an endless scenario. Um, you know, I guess I'm I'm really proud, like I said earlier, of, of what we built. You know, at the recent um, national championships um, for the backyard ultras, um, half the field was from Perth um, or from WA, um, from our backyard ultras. You know, from the ultra series family and. Um, and you know, I, I think the pedigree of what what we've got here is amazing. Um, and that you know, that selfishly also gives me so much. Oh, you know, that's pride. Um, you know, I think I'm always going to try and be humble about what we have because um, you know, I, 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 one thing that really appeals to me about ultra running and the trail running is the lack of arrogance in it. Mm. Um, you know, the egos are few and far between, and and um, I love that, you know, I really, I'm really going to try and do whatever I can to, with, with our philosophies of, of keeping that down. So, you know, running certainly given me, given me um, that perspective. Um, yeah, you know, and I think we've touched on it with my running mentally, you know, mentally it's, it's taken me to a much, much more peaceful and sustainable place. Look, I'm, I'm really um, active um, yeah. men- mentally. Um, you know, the, the mind is is constant, and this has given me something that I can um, safely um, sustain um, for my mind as well, which which keeps me, you know, keeps me out of the depression hole. It, yeah. it, it uh, keeps me pretty stable, to be honest. Um, it's certainly. Um, has made you know I've failed in business ventures before. I've lost lots and lots of money, um, and it certainly um, set me up to be a bit smarter. Even though I love taking risks, but they're they're yeah. more calculated risks now with kind of a fallback. Um, so it's it's taught me that, um, and I guess it's it's um, you know what like I said earlier, one of my favourite things in life is to create new things um, that have never been either thought of before or people have never done it because why can't we do something? Like yeah. why, what's stopping us from putting on a 200 miler in mm-hmm. Australia? What's yeah. stopping us from doing a point to point on a really remote part of the course uh, of, of the Bibbulmun track? If, if we can put things in place mm. that, that can allow this to happen for people, you know, and no one had gone there, and yet we've gone there. No, like, but anyone can. Anyone yeah. can do anything that they really set their mind at if they are willing to give it a try, but put, not necessarily everything you've got into it, but put everything you can mentally and physically give up mm. into it 
to make it successful. And yeah, look, I, I know I'm going to make lots more mistakes. Um, you know, I made quite a few last year, but I own them and, and I always will because, and, and I hope to be honest, I do keep making mistakes because I'm, I'm certainly recognizing because I want to keep learning and, and um, I just want to be the best version of myself. And I, and I think running has um, put me in an environment where I don't have to be anyone other than who I am. Yeah. And and that's it. Actually, that's pro- I, I have come. I have certainly over the last few years um, in getting remarried and and um, and being. You know, my wife now is the most beautiful soul I think I've ever met on this planet. Aww. And but the one thing that she does is um, she really respects who I am and who, and she does not want me to change at all. Like we work in beautiful symmetry together we're both very very independent yeah um but we're both quite respectful very respectful of that but but um you know one thing i've really learned with her um is is that she loves me just the way i am and mm-hmm. and um with running and and being in ultra series um you know i'm a little bit crazy i'm a little bit left to center and, and i certainly do do things a little bit differently but that's who I am and, and running has allowed me to be that and I don't need to change for anyone, no. um, you know, because um, as long as I'm respectful to everyone around around me, you know, running allows me to be exactly who I am. And, mm. and look, I've, I've been living a lie on who I was previously yeah. um, just because I wasn't who I really was. I was trying to be mm-hmm. but I was giving up so much more of me um, for the sake of others and mm. and I don't have to do that anymore and it's not and healthy either that's exactly it mm. yeah and and look I've yeah I still go through little slumps here and there uh mentally down into the into the depths um the uglier depths but yeah. um it's nothing that that um isn't quick to respond and 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 I, I guess I'm also really really aware of it yeah. um and and that's that's the number one factor why I don't drink. Um, mm. Well, I really try not to. Occasionally, um, I might have a little tipple for a special occasion, but but um, yeah, it's been a fair fair while. Oh, it hasn't been years, but it's it's mm. certainly um, been many many months now. And and um, yeah, I, I I know what what that can do to people. And mm-hmm. yeah, look, I, I think. Um, which I know is obviously quite passionate with you. I think mentally, if we can, our, our mind is is capable of so many amazing mm. and wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things in life. And if we give it the opportunity and the ability to be doing it, then um, you know you might just amaze yourself on what you're capable of. And, and certainly, oh, there's no way I thought I'd be where I am talking to you. Yeah. Right now about you know how mentally amazing ultra running is and how much it's you know taken over my life um you know if you just believe in an idea or believe in in what you could potentially be capable of doing Mm. and give it a bloody good shot because um regret can be a painful thing so don't have it there's a lot of those sayings isn't it about you know when people are on their deathbed and, and what they wish that they had done 
Um, and a yeah. lot of it, that is the the times where they talk themselves out of doing something or taking a risk. Well, look, I definitely think I would love to have done this 20 years earlier. But yeah. <laughs> 20 years earlier, trail running wasn't wasn't what it is today. And, That's so and 20 true. years earlier, I was still a, a stupid, naive, ignorant, risk-taking person that just mm. wasn't wise enough to the world to be able to do what we're doing now so um you know and i, I still might fail in in things that we're doing and, and i, I hope no you do because that's when fail. you learn the most when you fail exactly. actually <laughs> yeah, exactly but you know um i i think uh a thousand runners um that have been part of our events and and that's you know seven thousand people that have that have had a crack at, at, you know, what Ultra Series believes in. And, you know, hopefully in three years' time, I'll be saying we've got maybe 15,000 people or whatever. But, um, you know, all I want to do is is ensure that um, we keep true and, and you know, we help people become a better version of themselves. Mm, I just love it. I love everything that you, that you talk about, Sean. I think it's amazing. And as I said, Thanks, you man. are encouraging me to... <laughs> Do some more ultra running, especially on trails. I think they're very yes. forgiving. <laughs> it's yes. forgiving in that they're hard still, but they have downhills. And anyway, I exactly. like trail running. Um, can you tell us more? Like I have been fascinated before we run, and I've already kept you a long time. But um, the as I talked to uh, you before about the backyard and the front yard ultras, the first time I even heard about them was from one of your competitors <laughs> on the podcast. So yep. And I've had now I've had a number of uh, a number of them uh, pop up and talk about it, but as the person who's brought it to Australia, tell us how how did that happen? What's its um, inception? Uh, no, I'll, I'll correct you there. I didn't actually bring it to Australia. Okay. Um, some, some crew on the east coast uh, have been doing it for a few yeah. years longer there than me and been doing a fantastic job. So um, there's um, uh, Clint Eastwood um, up in Queensland. Um, Clint a, Eastwood. Um, a, Clint Eastwood, it's called Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Backyard Ultra, yeah. That's a cracker there. The, um, the Murram Winner um, team in um, Victoria that mm. do one. Um, they just held the, the um, Backyard um, Satellite Championships um, last year there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we we um, brought it to WA. Okay. Uh, South Australia as well. Um, um, because they, no one, no one were doing them there. Um, but yeah, we've just um, we do ours a, a little bit differently. There's always quite a, a, a party atmosphere about mm-hmm. um, what we have with ours. Um, and yeah, again, they're all quite individual. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all all standalone uh, events. But um, yeah, for those of you that don't know what it is it's basically you run a 6.71 k circuit on the hour every hour until um the last person standing and the last person can only go one more lap than the assist so then the second last person so once the second last person drops out basically it's um you know there's one lap to go in the and then then the event's over so but has no real time frame you don't know when that finish is going to be um, and the, the 6.71 Ks in 24 hours is 100 miles. It works out to exactly 100 miles. So that's where that random statistic comes from. And it was actually designed, and it's and we, we all work under the umbrella of um, Lazarus Lake, the guy who creates um, Barclays Marathon. Um, so um, there's, yeah, there's nearly 500 now of these events around the world, um, all held at different times of the year. And 
um, and um, yeah, we we are just fortunate to. Australia has absolutely jumped up the rankings. We're now ranked number three in the world. Wow. Um, and again, uh, through the Ultra Series runners, I think we've got uh, seven of the top one hundred in the world um, are, are based in in Perth, um, and uh, or ba- based in in WA. One one of them lives in Kalgoorlie, um, and then. Um, yeah, it's just a really intriguing format because the Australian national record has gone from, um, I think, 44 hours two years ago, then it's just grown out to 48 hours, then it went out to 51 hours to 54 hours or 56 hours, I think it was, then it went out to 59 hours, and now it's gone out to 76 hours. So, um, yeah, 76 hours is a long bloody way. I think that's like 500 on K. By um so, by um who did the seventy six? Uh Phil Gore. Phil, that's right. Phil's been on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, I've had Phil. Yeah, well, he's <laughs> yeah he's Mr. Backyard. He's he's, he's unbeatable over these days, you know. So amazing. Um, yeah, it's just a. But I I think that one of the greatest things about that format, um, which you know really appeals to me, is that all abilities can run it. Again, it's mm. got nothing to do with speed. All you need to be able to do is 6.71K an hour, mm. every hour. Um, you know, so you, you can walk, run that comfortably. Mm. Um, you know, so you got a fair bit of time. So it does open up the abilities to so many different other runners. But the other great thing is um, the start-finish line is such a spectator-friendly area mm-hmm. for your support crew which mm-hmm. often you don't get in an ultra marathon. Yeah. You know, ultra marathon, you might send someone, like I said earlier, the feral pig ultra, people don't actually get to see their runners until 43K wow. and then not again until a 70K mark. Yeah. Whereas with this one, um, you know, you see them every single hour and they come back mm-hmm. and you get to reset and recharge with them and then go again. And you know they're going to come straight back to you again. So, um, yeah, that's a really, really appealing part of the format and it will just only grow from strength to strength mm. moving forward. So, um, yeah, what a what a wicked format of, of ultramarathoning. And, um, yeah, I, I love it and, you know, really proud of the four of them that we have on. So It is. It's quite because, as I said to you before, I've been involved in handicap races here every Saturday through winter. Um, you yep. know, 20 weeks in a row since I was in my 20s, been part of helping them happen here where I live. And I've always been proud of that being anyone can win, you know, that's so it doesn't matter if you're a slow runner or a fast runner, everyone has that opportunity to, to cross the line first, which I've always loved. But this concept um, has a similar kind of ethos. As you said, um, anyone can do you know it, it's up to them they don't have to be fast it really is a mental game in the end like can you stay up for 24 hours if you run that long <laughs> for example it, yeah. it's a mental thing isn't it so i love it yeah it's exciting and it's a bit more yeah. exciting than it is a really... <laughs> you know the the ones that are, those time oh. six and 12 hour ones i have been involved in those just as a helper and lap counter and um, they had that cool thing where, you you know, every 400 metres you could go to the toilet or sit down and have a massage or whatever. But um, this is a bit, yeah, that's yeah, a, bit more exciting. A lot of start stopping now if you're doing that every 400 metres. Kind of <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I've done them too. So then they're, again, another mentally very challenging format. So, Absolutely. Whereas, yeah, yeah, the, the Backyard Ultras, um, look, they're so, they're so much fun. Yeah, you yeah. can... 
they're, they're just a brilliant, brilliant format. Um, and I think, to be honest, probably the funnest type of, of um, ultra marathon to be involved in. So, um, and yeah, and certainly the deeper you go, the more it becomes mental. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, the first, first half is potentially quite fun because you're hanging with your mates and just, yeah. you know, walking, walking and talking shit and, um, pardon my swearing, sorry. Yeah, I've fine. been refrained. We swear lots more than this, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's good fun. It's good fun, um, for, for at least the first half of however far you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's something we should all look out for. Are there any in Tassie at all? Like I'm not aware. There isn't. Yeah. I alluded to earlier, we were yeah. planning on, on, um, launching the devil's lair, um, just going into new year's. Great name. And it was going to be the only one in, um, in the world where it ran over two years. So we're going to start it in 2022 and oh, run it into 2023. Clever. But um, sadly, I, yeah, I hit my brick wall um, at the end of October um, and realised, um, yeah, realised that I just couldn't, um, I just couldn't make it happen. Like the numbers were, were great already. Mm. Um, they were probably... Oh, they're probably ex- about what we were hoping. Um, mm. I, don't, I won't say they, that it exceeded what we we're after yet, but they were certainly better than what we thought they could have been. Um, mm. And and we had so many more inquiries even after we we'd called it um, to to do it, whether it was still going to be on. But um, yeah, it was it was um, not from lack of wanting to do it. Um, it was mm. just a lack of ability. So we we had our truck and equipment already, and it was actually already all packed. Wow. In, in SA, I believe, um, ready to go. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was just a point where, um, yeah, I, I just it's couldn't give um, something that I didn't have to give. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so we made, made a call and, and just refunded everyone mm-hmm. um, 100% and, and said, look, sorry, but um, yeah, this is, is not going to be what you signed up for if we try and go ahead with it. And, yeah. and you know, the repercussions are going to be much wider for 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 ultra series if, yeah. if that's the case because you know we're not going to have that little bit of break that we need to recharge so yeah but again that's i guess failing at something but uh you know i don't really look at it as as failure um i look at it as as learning because yeah. we knew 2022 was going to be a year where we were more than likely going to be biting off more than we could chew but we mm. wanted to find where that threshold was yeah and that threshold in the end turned out being 19 events, and it, but it was still too much. And then, you know, and we've pulled it back to something which we think will be absolutely incredible yeah. for 23 and and a pretty exciting 2024, um, you know, just refining what, what we've got. We're not planning on growing anymore now for the next yeah. few years. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll just keep with what we've got and see where that takes us in life. Mm. Well, that's so exciting. As I've already said it lots is. of times, it is very exciting. Um <laughs> Is there anything about running that you wanted to share that we haven't touched on just in our in and out of event side oh, of running? I, think, I think we've probably already touched on it, but mm-hmm. don't. Um, I guess my biggest tip into life is don't go into your first ultra marathon, not in life, but in ultra mar- running. Don't go into Which your is first life? ultra Sorry. marathon. <laughs> yeah, it is life. Which is life. <laughs> um, don't go into it to race it. Yeah. Just go in to experience it because mm-hmm. you go in to race it, you'll very likely come out disappointed because mm. either one you'll bonk because you've gone too hard in something which was harder than what you expected to be or you'll come out of it and realize that you didn't achieve what you'd 
thought. Mm. You really want to go in and just um, give it a crack first to, to see what it is that it takes and just go and walk, run it. Go and just don't be competitive. Your only sole focus should be to get it done, to yeah. get the job done because then you'll come out like with emotions and an, an experience of elation that you've accomplished something that you probably never thought you would ever go down and that will be far more pivotal pivotal in your life than um bonking because you've raced it or or um even getting it done but but feeling disappointed because you didn't get a time so and the other i guess the other tip is to um you don't need to go and jump into an ultra marathon go and do part run part run is an amazing platform that is available everywhere around the country everywhere Well, not everywhere around the world, but in so many different mm-hmm. places around the world. It is free. It is 5K. It is every single Saturday at either 7 o'clock if you're in Queensland. I think yeah. 8 o'clock just about everywhere else around the world. 9 um, o'clock here. Oh, sorry, around the country. 9 sorry. o'clock in Tassie. <laughs> 9 o'clock in Tasmania. Yeah. <laughs> um, We're a different you know, part of the whole world. Go and do it because from there you start surrounding yourself with these people that we've been raving on about for the last hour and a half or two hours, however long it's been. You know, and that's where it starts. That's where I started. I started at 5K. I didn't start at Park Run because it wasn't in Australia then, but I did start at 5K with a local running group. And then it's just grown from there. So go and get involved in that and and, um, volunteer. Volunteer. Coincidentally happened to be wearing my my Russian volunteer T-shirt today. Volunteering is freaking awesome. Look, yes, it doesn't give you the same elation yourself than I ever get. So that a fraction of the population in the world will ever get to do, um, but you're there helping someone achieve that, and it's really, really important. Mm. So, and I'm not saying that in a plug for volunteers. Um, no. You know, we, we've got our own ways that we go about it. I'm saying is it is so much more rewarding than you will ever, ever realise. So, And you'll know that coming out of so many repeat volunteers, especially for the big, long stuff, which, mm. you know, we, some of our events, like the shifts are like 50 to 60 hours are a volunteer wow. role. You know, obviously they rotate with people that mm. are there, but they're on that location for that long. Mm. And yet the next year they're there putting their hand up to be involved again. So um, it is so bloody rewarding. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I guess they're my two little of running advice that I could give. Yeah. So if someone came to you as a beginner runner, that's what you would say to them if they said um, they wanted to start running because you've inspired them to, you know, go do a 200-mile trail run? <laughs> well, I guess, say. look, if it's, if, it's, um, if it's something they're dead serious about wanting to tackle yeah. something like, but well, then we'd probably kind of handball them to, to some coaches. Yeah. Um, you know, if that's the sort of platform that they, they, they're thinking, and that's entirely up to them. We don't have, like, we have ultra series coaching, but mm. it's actually nothing that we financially get anything out of. All we yeah. do is set them up with four, four coaches that are aligned with us, yeah. as in they, they have their own coaching businesses, but mm. we, you know, they just kind yeah, of you can recommend trying to help offer services to, to our community. So we, you know, if that's the case, we might put them down that line. Um, but, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's all depending on um, how serious they, they want to want to get into this stuff. If not, like near, not all of them, but a lot of our ultra marathons have shorter distance options as well. 
So we might have a 5 or a 10K or a 20K or a 25K or something like that aligned with one of the ultras. Yeah. If that's the case, just come and do one of the shorter ones. So, mm. um, But, you know, if they're prepared and, and want to be a bit disciplined in, in um, you know, and, and determined to, to maybe come and give a 50, 50K a crack, um, you know, if they're prepared to do their own their own training set up for them, well, then, you know, we nearly all of our, 50, in fact, I think all of our 50K options have got ridiculously generous cutoffs. You know, yeah. there might be 12 hours, there might be 11 hours, there might be, you know, one of our 50Ks I think has like a 20-odd hour cutoff because oh, wow. the, longer, the longer events start behind it, um, mm-hmm. and like you know, catch up with them along the way if you get what I mean. So the yeah. A stations are already going to be open. So there's no ch- and and look, we had this beautiful lady at Heisen this year, um, do her very first ever ultra marathon, and it was the 50k, and I think it took wow. her about 17 hours, but she did it. Um, wow. and she came in. I go, oh, I, I love it a bit. She's such a determined, determined um, lady from South Australia, Melissa. I hope you're listening. Um, and she got it done and I gave her the biggest hug at the end and it was just so beautiful to see her, you know, shed a tear but just realise that she achieved something that she'd been striving to achieve for a while. So, um, yeah, look, if, if you want to do a 50K, um, we're, we're going to put everything in place to help you get there along the way and, and you know, the, the cutoffs are great, the, the aid stations are like oasis in, in so many places and, um yeah it's only that's you that's going to stop you yay oh i love it all right well anyone's interested in any of these things and i can't imagine that they wouldn't be because um it's very infectious so <laughs> we want to go and sign up straight away um i'll put all the the details in the show notes for them so you'll get more people coming from tassie in fact i think one of the first people to talk about you guys was a bloke from here from scottsdale i think um who's on was a farm it- what was it? Ben what was it? Yeah, ben maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, he's, ben? He, um, yeah he's one of your um, um, Tassie. Uh, he's Tassie's best backyard ultra runner. It might be. So him, at maybe. the moment, people might catch up with him though. <laughs> yeah, they could be Tassie's best blah, 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 like fastest exactly. irrational south <laughs> or something crazy like that. Um, and also uh, there's a runner in Melbourne. I'm terrible with people's names. I always forget them. Um, she wears very colourful clothes, though, and she's run all Kirsten. Kirsten Mapleson. Yes, she's I knew incredible. I knew once I heard her name that I – so she's yeah, on she, the podcast too, she, I think she R- mentioned you. Yeah, she's the RD now at Hysterical Carnage in Loxton. Oh, there you go. At the to there. Yeah. Really, yeah, I'm not surprised. And now I've sucked her in to come back again next year. So Go you. it's all good. That way <laughs> I can run it. She's awesome. I love her. Yeah. Um, anyway, like I said, it's been amazing to have a chat with you, Sean. I'm sure we could just keep talking for hours and hours. We've <laughs> yes, taken a lot of your time. Rather long 45-minute chat, but that's all good. I oh, know. Look, <laughs> it just went on and on and on. It's crazy. Um, don't jump off straight away, but um, I will say goodbye to you off the recording as well. But again, um, really grateful for the amount of time that you've spent with us. And I've got a lot out of it. I'm sure that people listening to will as well. So thank you. Oh, it's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your running journey. So send me a message on Facebook 
or on the website and let's do it for a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and I'll see you there plus I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode and before you go I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.